Hello, everyone, and welcome to Six Pack of Facts, a weekly way of expanding your brain six refreshing facts at a time. My name is Alex, and today we're getting a little spooky. With Halloween just around the corner, I've got a spooky pair of topics that are sure to get you in the mood for some ghosts, goblins, and all things spooky. Did I mention it's spooky? Stock up in garlic and start revising those wills. It's time for vampires and premature burials. Level 1 Everyone knows that sunlight is a vampire's worst enemy. Besides garlic. And steaks. And God, I guess. But other than those, sunlight is up there. But being damaged by the sun is more than just part of vampiric folklore. Porphyria is a group of disorders that result from the buildup of a natural chemical known as porphyrin in the body. The substance is a key element in creating the hemoglobin found in red blood cells. When there's a lot of porphyrin, bad stuff happens. There are different types of conditions that can arise from porphyria, but we're going to focus on just one. Sensitivity to sunlight. In severe cases of porphyria, a person can suffer burning pain whenever exposed to natural, and sometimes even artificial, light. In extreme cases, the sores caused by the condition can cause the gums to recede away, resulting in elongated, almost fang-like teeth. Additionally, sufferers can take on a purple hue and even lose their nose and ears due to the light sensitivity. Go ahead and pause the podcast for a minute and Google Nosferatu. Kind of looks like what I'm describing, huh? Thankfully, such extreme cases are very, very rare. But in a secluded society without a diverse gene pool, say, I don't know, remote villages in old world Transylvania, the condition could have appeared much more frequently in the population the limited diet of a remote region could also have exacerbated certain conditions lurking in the gene pool. Level 2 Vampire panics throughout history tend to coincide with plagues. The disease and death from the illness was linked to supernatural forces, making people do pretty ghoulish things in an attempt to prevent any vampires, heavy on the air quotes, from rising from the grave and inflicting more pain. When a corpse decomposes, shrinking of the skin can cause the fingernails and teeth to appear larger. This, combined with purge fluid, fluid that can leak from the nose and mouth as internal organs break down, made a lot of people think that the dead were creeping out of their graves at night to feed on the living. To stop this from happening, the dead would sometimes be exhumed and reburied with a mouthful of dirt or dirt and a rock, or dirt, a rock, and a coin, just to make sure. In 2006, a skull was found among plague victims in Venice, Italy, that had been buried with a brick in its mouth. Researchers think the brick was to prevent the corpse from rising as a strega, an Italian vampire or witch. Those instances were located in Europe, but the vampire panic did make its way across the Atlantic, and there's no better example of that than the story of Mercy Brown. Level 3 In 1892, a 19-year-old girl named Mercy Brown died of tuberculosis in Rhode Island. Unfortunately, the sickness had not been kind to the Brown family. Mercy's mother, Mary Eliza, and sister, 
Mary Olive, had already been taken, and Mercy's brother, Edwin, was sick. At the time, vampire myths, although they weren't called as such, in New England were mainly inspired by the Nachzerer of Germany. Vampires that harmed their victims from the grave with sympathetic magic instead of feasting on fresh blood. So, neighbors of the family, fearing poor Edwin was being harmed by the recently departed sister, exhumed Mary Eliza, Mary Olive, and Mercy for an inspection. Mary Eliza and Mary Olive were in various states of decomposition, but Mercy's body was nearly pristine with blood around her mouth and in her heart. The townspeople saw this as a sure sign that Mary was the supernatural cause of Edwin's illness. Mary's heart and liver were burned and mixed with water to create a tonic, meant to act as a ward against the magic from beyond the grave for Edwin. The brother drank the concoction and died two months later. Exhuming a corpse and using its organs as ingredients in an anti-vampire tonic is ghastly, but thankfully poor Mercy was long dead before her neighbors disturbed her rest. What is arguably worse, however, is being lowered into the ground in the grave that's supposed to be your final resting place, only to wake up very much alive, to see nothing but the lid of a pine box in front of your eyes. Level 1 While it seems like a lot of the stories of premature burials are apocryphal, There are some that are true, and will send a shiver down your spine if you stop to really think what it must have been like. The main culprit for premature burials was, much like the vampire panics, crude medical knowledge. Before there were surefire means of truly declaring death, there was a chance you could be sent to your grave before you were actually, you know, dead. In 1867, a 24-year-old French woman died of cholera. Sixteen hours after being declared dead, she was buried in her grave. Not long after, however, a gravedigger heard knocking coming from her gravesite. The woman was quickly removed from the earth, and although there was no breath detected after placing a candle in front of her mouth, there were rhythmic sounds coming from within her chest, some muscle contractions, and eyelid twitching. She, it seemed, had been buried a bit too early. But it wasn't a happy ending. The next day, the woman was officially declared dead, for real this time, and was once again buried. Nearly 70 years before that incident, a man you may have heard of named George Washington caught the premature burial spooks, too. In 1799, he instructed Tobias Lear, his personal secretary, to ensure his body wasn't buried for at least three days until after he died. Quote, Have me decently buried, and do not let my body be put into the vault in less than three days after I am dead. Level 2 To prevent this grisly fate, people designed several different safety coffins that are decidedly different from the usual burial box. Patent number 81,437, granted to Franz Vester in 1868, described an improved burial case with various features such as an air inlet, a ladder, and a bell mechanism the unlucky non-corpse could ring in case they were not so dead. Patent 329,495, granted to Charles Seidler and Frederick Borntrager in 1885, was more sophisticated. In this safety coffin, 
a clockwork fan would be activated by the movement of the non-corpse, bringing fresh air into the enclosure. Also, a non-corpse's hand would activate a battery-powered alarm by touching an exposed wire after waking from its non-death. A tube over the non-corpse's face would allow passers-by to take a peek inside the coffin, and a spring-loaded rod would thrust upward and signal to the living with feathers. Truly, this was the Cadillac of safety coffins. Level 3 Not all premature burials are tragic. Some are just incredible. So, just like Mercy Brown, we end with one person's tale. Angelo Hayes In 1937, a 19-year-old Hayes crashed his motorcycle. The impact tossed his body straight into a brick wall, mutilating his face beyond recognition and preventing his parents from even being asked to identify the body. Doctors couldn't locate a pulse, so Hayes was pronounced dead and buried three days later. It wouldn't stay that way for long. Two days after the funeral, Hayes' body was exhumed due to an insurance investigation. He was still warm. Instead of dying, he had been in a deep coma, and thanks to his body's decreased need for oxygen, had been kept alive during the burial process. After reconstructive surgeries and rehabilitation, Hayes recovered, and even toured as a celebrity in France in the 1970s with a custom safety coffin, complete with a food locker, toilet, and library. And there you have it. Some truth behind the vampire myth and bizarre, tragic, and sometimes incredible tales of premature burial. If you like this podcast, please leave a review through Apple and spread the word to your friends. The more, the spookier. Until next time, we crack open a six-pack of facts. As always, stay thirsty. Can't get enough of these refreshing facts? There are three easy ways you can help support the show. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. Then, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Then, share the show with a friend. The more, the factier. Stay thirsty.